All right, so it's recording. So that's uh, three seconds in, and that means you got 59 minutes and now 50 seconds left to cover topics tonight. So tonight, Kim is here against her will. She's not tied up, although you might think she is. And, uh... Yeah-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh, Carper is here, and we asked Carper to bring us some questions about the wrench rally that we just finished. Because we're sure out there in Radio Land, people would like to know more about Wrench Rally and what happened and why and wouldn't it be podcast successes. Land? Yeah, we're podcasting. No, but wouldn't it be podcast land? It wouldn't be radio podcast land, radio land. Yes, yeah, same, same kind of. It's replaced radio in my mind. So, um, for those of you who don't know, sign up to follow us on Wrench Rally on Facebook, Wrench Rally on Roadster App, which is a primary sponsor of the event. Um, event could not have happened without them and their app. Um, Haggerty Insurance at the lead, Einar's Garage, the shop, Monster Energy. Um, words I never thought you would hear come out of my mouth about who was sponsoring an event that we're doing. See, I told you she'd show up with food as soon as, as soon as we start a podcast. Thank you. You want to say hi to Podcast Land? At least I got you food. Say hi, Podcast Land. Thank you. That's what they're calling it. Yes. I don't know. That's what um, I said. Hi, Podcast Land. Say hi, Podcast Land. Okay, so start with question one. Shh. List of rides in finishing positions. How many people were in it? How many rounds? How many uh, entries? So we had as high as 18 entries. We only got 16 teams that paid. Um, Of the 16 teams that paid, 15 showed up in Seattle. So one team had some issues come up and they did not arrive. Um, It happens. It's life. Things change. The teams that showed up, um, we had one team that showed up three days early uh, to start scoping out cars and figuring out what they could do and buy and make better. Most teams showed up two days before. Um, but the rides, we had everything from a Civic, 2001 Civic that was acquired in less than 20 minutes of being on the ground. I want to say it was 900 bucks, 800 bucks. Manual Honda Civic, came with an extra set of wheels, aluminum wheels and stock steel wheels. So, um, pretty amazing car two limousines to three minivans to an Audi to a Mercedes manual I don't think I've seen that many Mercedes manuals either um, what was the other manual I had in the group there were three manuals oh the Ford Aspire was also manual so lots of rides that were very um, family friendly was the goal there was too many two doors in my mind for this event but we'll work on that for future how many finishers? 14. So 14 started, 14 finished, and just a minute ago you heard me say 15 entries. Um, so there are 15 entries because one of them um, bit off more than they could chew. Um, they bought a 70s, 2500 Chevrolet truck. It was amazing and beautiful and called the Hulk for all the right reasons. 350 with a four-speed manual, four um, manual shift, four-wheel drive, Long bed with like an eight inch pipe bumper on the back. It was beautiful. So you get that back here, you sell that and make money on it. And that was his point, was bring it here and get money because it was not all rusted out like everything down here. (laughs) But they um, fought and fought and fought, and I'll give you a couple highlights of efforts they went through. The the kind of straw that broke the camel's back was they were coming to the driver's meeting and the rear end came out from underneath the truck. Um, So right-hand side U-bolts from the lift kit had come out, U-bolt sheared, um, the actual block sheared 
off the tab that locates on the leaf spring. Um, so it crawled up underneath the truck. Um, Fergie went and helped him serve his truck, got it back together. We thought everything was good. Um, they're driving to the hotel that night. That's when the oil line comes off. Oil line comes off. Okay. Fire? Next. No fire, no fire. Fire's wow. bad. Fire's bad. Disappointing. Although they did have a fire extinguisher, so <clears throat> compliment them on that. Um, as I advise most teams in this deal, just have a fire extinguisher just in case. So the they get to the hotel. Get the next morning. They're fixing the oil leak. Everything's good. They go to drive it. And when the rear end had come out, it dented the drive shaft. They bought the U-bolts, uh, U-joints, put the thing back together. Everything was good. New U-bolt um, axle holders. Took the leaf spring, or the uh, blocks out. So lowered it down, you couldn't even tell. It was still level, unlike modern trucks of today. Um, but the drive shaft would, was good till 55 on hour. Anything above 50, shake, 55, shake. you needed uh, dentures, fillings. Um, they were all coming out. Awesome. So that caused them to abandon so they never actually started the rally. So we don't count them as a start. They ended up selling it that day for 500 bucks, jumped on a plane and flew home and they were drinking beer before we hit Colorado. <laughs> All right, so that covers the worst choice vehicle perhaps? Um, no, because I think that was actually one of the better choices. Excellent. Okay. It was uh, something as simple as a axle bolt that failed that caused the dismal failure. It just is, it's one, one thing. And that's what's crazy when you look at 14 vehicles finishing. It's had a 14 finish, but the one that honestly was the oldest of the group had the most character, charisma. What word do I want to use there? No, you're right. Character. It was it was the vehicle you wanted to be in. It was just that cool. I, way over the limo. Okay. Like the limo's cool from the outside. Sitting inside of a limo for 50 hours with three other guys. I'm not down. That already smelled like hookers? Maybe. Or a sweatshop. Sweatshop. There you go. Locker room. A light word. What about the people that finished in third? They were in third for the past hundred and... Which one's finished third? No, in third gear. Oh, yeah. So the Dodge Caravan? Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to that one, right? Oh, that, that was a good vehicle, too, though. That was a $900 purchase. That's why I don't do these. order. Oh, he just had questions, and I was going through the questions, but that one's a good one to talk about. So, Caravan, so the, J, so the Honda had a flat tire. The Haggerty um, minivan, Honda Odyssey, had been driving around for a day before the race start, rally started. Rally starts, they don't make it 20 minutes out of town, and they lose an alternator. Hit the exit ramp, there's an auto zone right there, pulling the auto zone. Jeff and uh, Fergie are behind him six, seven miles. Pull in, help them change it. It's raining. They're laying in a parking lot full of water and oil and grease because it's Sorry. auto shop. Um, but they changed the alternator. 45 minutes, alternator's back on. They're back on the road. Other than those two failures, the only other thing that happened was Huntsville coming back into Houston, the Dodge Caravan, started having transmission issues. Um, basically got stuck in third gear. Wouldn't shift down, wouldn't shift out of gear. Just it's in third. Um, so Chad who was in the Subaru, which he's a good story about weird stories. We'll talk about that one soon, too. So Chad in the Subaru Legacy, uh, 91, 89, early, early Legacy. Um, he is pulling behind him and running with his, his hazards on as additional defense for them running in the road because it put him in limp mode. 55 mile an hour is all you could do in third gear in the gold Dodge Caravan with four grown men in it. 
Um, two fathers, two sons. Again, more father-son teams. And Chad follows them all the way into town. They go through a couple lights. They are two blocks from Einar's garage, which is where we held the finish. And they pull through the intersection. They get through to the other side, and the van just stops, and it's just revving, revving, revving. Chad's sitting behind him in the intersection with his lights on, and they start waving out the window. Just hit us. Just hit us. So he, he takes he takes a legacy and bam, just hits him in the ass. And it shifts into third, and they drive the two blocks, come into the parking lot of Einar's, and just kill the car. It is an absolutely epic finish to a vehicle that any one of us would have lost money on the bet of an $850, $900 Dodge Caravan with 160,000 miles on it, finishing a 2,300-mile rally with not a lick of trouble. Mm-hmm. All right, so best and worst choice, then, after you've broken it down. I was there talking about the best one. What's your best one? My thought on the best one? Yeah. Which one actually moved. Oh, the Lincoln. Yeah. So, I had to move it out of the way for the NOS guys. Mm-hmm. Man, that so, thing... Team winning, it was a 97, 98 Lincoln oh, Town Car. Leather interior, everything worked. Grandma car to Grandma. the T. Yep. This thing had adjustable ratio on power steering. Like how much power assist do you want on your power steering on the steering wheel? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Fully loaded. They didn't even change the oil. Well, no, sorry, it's like it was seven years old. They changed the oil and they training fluid. The they yep. didn't change the tires, which I was like, that was stupid because. How were they not dry rotting? Been setting for seven years. I have no idea. Yeah. Fifteen year old tires sitting for seven years. Give me your best used set of tires. Right? Yeah. Or Walmart, ninety nine dollars a piece. God, something. All they did was change the oil. And uh drove it and it I mean it they're no no knock knock jokes, as Scott would say, no. Well now they're gonna use it for the next rally. Yeah, they want to use it for the next rally. And then they're gonna donate it to Donate it up there, right? Donate it there. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed nice. Comfortable, didn't smell like a dead hooker. See, and I think the, the Honda Odysseys were amazing. Both of them just above or at the limit of pricing. The Which Honda, was? the was two Odysseys, one was 1600 one was 1800 What was your budget? What was the budget? 1750 okay. So just a little bit above. And who's going to fault them when you're donating them at the end? Both of those were donated. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. That's... That is winning to me because that's the whole purpose we started this was we as wrenches, how do we give something back to society? Right. The Civic is probably my favorite though. How about the Aspire? Where did that come in on the... The Aspire is cool. So the Aspire is two brothers. One that basically lives here, Houston area, Texas. Other brother lives northern Seattle. So again, just swapping, you know, hopping together and ridden. Um, First time those two brothers had done anything together without family ever um, since they've been out of high school. So that's also pretty cool. So how many hours was the drive? And huh. how many was how it supposed to be? Was there? <laughs> how much was it supposed to be, or what did people do? Um, this is a great discussion and great debate. And it's my podcast, so you can yell at the radio if you want while you're listening to this. For those of you that were in the race, we scheduled it to where you had 19 hours of driving day one. In that 19 hours, you had 27 hours to cover that drive. But we put in points of interest, POIs. Um, things you could go see, like Tree in the Rock. Okay? Um, like Pikes Peak. Um, like the Barbara Museum. The Cowboy Hall of Fame. 
there were multiple points you'd go to. And if you went to these point, these points of interest, you would earn points. So being, you know, let's just say, what was it uh, 30 deep in men, one female, um, competitive nature took over. People chose to take the eight hours we had scheduled for sleep and use that for driving around to additional points of interest to rack up as many points as they could. Basically, most teams did not sleep after being advised to sleep mm -hmm. um, and not to enter Denver, specifically Littleton, Colorado, near the Haggerty office within 100 miles of it. I would disqualify you for being within 100 miles because you should not have done that. When it gets dark, you should find a hotel, pull over to the side of the road, sun comes up, hop back on the road and go. Men don't do that, and the one woman that was a large part of this chose not to as well. Consistency. Is that, is that a fair enough answer? Yeah, so I think one team said they stopped at a hotel. They ended up being in the hotel total of less than 30 minutes. Both of them showered, tried to nap, couldn't nap. Let's just go. <laughs> points of interest points. <clears throat> How many points of interest did they have? You said Pikes Peak. You said Tree in the Rock. I know where that is off of I-80, yeah. I believe. There was uh, 30 choices total, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, right. oh, I'm trying to think which team had the most. A couple teams oh, at eight, I nine. Know. I was just sad. I had to look at your um, see. There was... So the points of interest depended on which route you took. So there was a northern route, which is not the one the service truck took. There was a southern route, and then a the southern route had a bottom hook on it. Each one of those routes had specific things on it you could go see. They're anywhere from five minutes off the route to being on the route to being an hour off the route. One of them... Chad, who's autocrossed with us for years, Red Camaro, years ago, um, A&M guy, they ended up walk, or hiking to Table Rock. After they parked, it was a 45-minute hike to it to get the picture. 45 minutes down at like 2.30 in the morning. It's just unreal. Um, another team went, I'm trying to remember where Andy said they went. Andy had said that where he had went, uh, he had seen more stars than he'd ever seen in his life. Sit out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night in Wyoming. And I was like, that's kind of the point of this. Get out there and see stuff that you have not seen, things you've not experienced in life. Let's see. Greatest failure or best story? Hmm. Which one you got? I don't know. I, I... <laughs> I'll give you a greatest story. Okay. Two fun ones. How small the world is. So we talked about Chad. Chad and Wes left here Friday before the, the event. Chad. Yeah, the Chad. The Chad. <clears throat> Stopped in Oklahoma to see his grandmother. Wes's grandmother. Then they drive to um, Seattle. They go through Colorado see Chad's son. They go up through Redwood Forest and see some national fires. Stop in Reno. Do you know this story? Is that why you're yes, laughing? I know where you're okay. going. So, they go, they're five days in the car together at this point, four days in the car together. And they've been to Reno. They've been to Reno. <laughs> and Chad, Chad is a smoker. Wes is a smoker, but Wes is a different kind of smoker. So, he liked Colorado a lot. They get to Seattle, and they're trying to locate a car. They finally buy a car. We're going to take it back to the rental place. And Wes is giving directions, and Chad is trying to drive to directions, and the two of them are not communicating. It's like a husband-wife situation at this point. That's why your wife doesn't navigate in a race car, right? Amen. Amen. Oh, so be it. So the uh, but they've been to Reno. they uh, 
They are at each other's throats, so they get to turn, they go to Enterprise to turn their rental car back in. And Wes goes, oh, just rent me my own car. I'm going to go back to Houston. <laughs> Wes is like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Chad's like, what the fuck? Okay. Right? So Chad ends up flying James in to fill in for him. Not a big deal, right? Like, Wes is happy. Chad's happy. Whatever. James I'm smiling happy. about it. So Wes goes to Montana to go see a friend. And there's some weed that comes up out of the ground that they really like in Montana they were going to partake in. So I do that for a couple days. We're in Denver, Colorado coming through. Wes is in Denton, Texas. Wes stops in Denton, Texas to grab some coffee because he's been driving by himself for two and a half days and he's a little sleepy. Walks up to the counter to buy the coffee. Blah, blah, blah. Making small talk. Lady at the counter, where you been? What you doing? Blah, blah. You know, small talk. Oh, I'm just coming back from Seattle. Wait, are you in that wrench rally? They're not supposed to be here yet. <laughs> How did that guy know? <clears throat> the woman behind the bar is Casey's girlfriend. Casey, not Chad. Not um, Chad. Casey was doing the video for us for the event, <laughs> who we know from Lemons from seven years ago, and just happens to Seattle. Wait, wrench rally? Parallels of that are just. What are the odds of him choosing to stop at that one? And she was called in for a three-hour shift that morning. Wasn't even scheduled to work. Just weird, small-world shit. Other one that happens, Andy of Christian Brothers, they took four of the cars to the hub, which is their charity to donate cars. They go through them mechanically, make sure they're perfect, oil change, tire rotations, brakes, and then they donate them. Um, So we gave four vehicles to them. But his navigator is somebody that he has flown planes with for over 17 years. They've been together, no problems. You know, him and his, both of them had their sons with them, so there are four people in the Dodge Caravan. <laughs> we pull into Einar's garage, and he comes in, and it really is Einar. And I'm like, Einar's garage? Who the fuck else has a name Einar, right? No, no, no. He was my neighbor 18 years ago over in a Seabrook. I've known him since. Before. What are the chances the place we choose to hold the closing? It happened, actually. He'd happen to see him walking across the room and thought, man, that guy looks just like, he looks so familiar. That looks just like my neighbor. Oh, Einar. And he's like, Richard goes, the, the name I'm like, what? didn't, so didn't click. Didn't click. Snap on that one. And, and he, he was does, navigating uh, most of the time. Goes, no, it really didn't until I saw him. And then I thought, oh, yeah, Einar. <laughs> but again, small world. <laughs> that guy was pulled in the day before they flew out to go to Seattle and participate in the event so good times so the finishing awards classes how'd you work that what is it that jay always says the points don't matter why are you giggly oh go ahead <laughs> the point, go the, ahead the points don't matter the point, made up anyway or something? Yeah, there, point, there. they're made up anyway and the points, points don't, don't matter that's the drew carey show drew right carey, drew carey. The, whose line is it whose anyway? line is it anyway Points are made up, and it doesn't really matter. But um, we gave the winning award for the inaugural event to Team Winning. Um, and those of you that have not been to the page, you need to go to our Facebook page and see, because Team Winning decided to put a tattoo the size of my head on his right bicep. The size of your head of the it was event from, logo. It was from shoulder to elbow of the Wrench Rally, Rally. logo. logo. That was temporary, wasn't it? Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're funny. No, it's not yes, temporary at all. it was Sharpie and 
makeup. I, Did you see it? Dude. I saw a picture. No, it's, it's 100% it's real. real. <laughs> I thought it was fake, too. No, it's, it's real. real. I looked at it, and I was like, So how many bonus points do you get for that? Before the event happened, before. The event had not even before. happened. Before. What if you'd had a shitty-ass time? You're forever reminded. And my, my hat's off to that guy, because... Commitment. Cool. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> So how big of a I mean, tattoo it does it take cool, next year to outwin? But... No, right, you're back. <laughs> One thing was talking about tramp stamps. Oh, another biscuits. logo. Please no. Like... Come, on. Come on, please no more. No, no ranch valley tattoos. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool Aid. Please, um, good gosh. We gave away a best. I can't live with that kind of guilt. <laughs> we did a best pick award because to earn points, you had to take mm. pictures of everything you did. With your avatar. Anti-Scott Butler rule Created. was to have an avatar that Kim made. Created. Um, there were good times. So you take a picture of the avatar. Go to the Roadster app. You want to look at that. Roadster app and search Seattle to Houston Rally. Um, it should come up under my name, a wrench rally on there. But the... Uh, it's got to be a roadkill picture. It was a roadkill with him laying beside a coyote. A uh, dead coyote. I thought the raccoon was pretty good, too. The raccoon. Uh, party too much. That was good, too. So the uh, the laying beside the coyote caused me to lose three friends on Facebook, though. That was pretty epic because they thought that we had actually yeah, paid. We had given them points to shoot a coyote and then take pictures with it. So after a long explanation to them that that is not what happened, um, one unfriended me, the other two I unfriended. And, you know, that that's how social media life goes. How dare you? Um, pretty amazing pics that people went through. There's also another one that shows up from Cadillac Ranch um, where they were spray painting Ranch Rally 2020 on all the Cadillacs. But there's a light coming from, let's just call it the city, um, that's just, it's a glow at the end and you got the seven cars on your right hand side. It's amazing shot. Um, so, best pick, yeah. And then we gave away Spirit of the Event which was the Grants. The Grants must be crazy. Um, we met them at Grossbeck Grand Prix. They were crazy there. Um, they do good wood every year. Um, full spirit of the event, dressed, dressed to the wood. tilt. Good wood. My what wife said wood. Uh-huh. Had the orange tiger suits in the bar yep. um, Thursday night. Amazing, amazing people. Always in good spirits, always having a good time. So we gave them the spirit of the event because it was amazing. Um, milking it to the end. We gave that to the Dodge Caravan because literally they milked every ounce out of that caravan, um, which was an old school uh, oil fill can, like Tin Man would have. Um, what other ones did we give out? The spirit one was a hard one though because spirit one was hard. Two people that you. I had two spirit ones I wanted to give out. Teams that we just really. Yep. The other one that for. I was I was rooting for, and just overall event dictated what happened but Chad this is when he started crying by the way yeah so getting Chad to a competitor to push another competitor across the finish line mm -hmm. and Chad slowed down and put Chad behind on schedule so followed him. to do that we follow them to is make sure that they made it in which is part of that the Kansas hard. rule so we had a Kansas rule in place but if you throw in a toaster at yeah the, the the Kansas rule was you're not allowed to pass any competitor that breaks these guys did not break so he could have passed them but he knew they were in trouble and chose to stay behind them. So we awarded him many extra points Golly, that for was... that, but uh, admirable sportsmanship on their part. Oh, yeah. uh, unexpected challenges. 
unexpected challenge, most unexpected challenge. Either to organize weather. 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 Or to the teams. Weather. The weather. Because if we had scheduled this two days later, we'd all be stuck in Denver, Colorado. No. <laughs> I would have been on the side of I-80 and freezing. Possibly. Probably did. Well, they got two, two feet of snow. Probably <laughs> did. Two feet of snow overnight. Oh, biscuit. Seriously? Yeah. In Wyoming or Colorado? Both. Up in northern northern Wyoming. Wait, yeah. the snow didn't just stop at the, at the state line? No, it did not. And it's windy in Wyoming. A lot of people talk about the wind. And everybody knows a sign you can't take small cars. Don't take small cars out here. Hmm. You'll end up in the ditch, Are you basically. Serious? Yeah. Okay, but wait Florida Spire had no problems, though. Some of the most epic uh, tar- uh, truck crash videos are from I-80 in Wyoming. Like the ones where there's the massive, massive, massive pilots. Yeah, but do they have a musical? <laughs> oh, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping off the plane. Come on, man. That's windy. Huh. How come Chris doesn't no. like the music? Yeah, Chris doesn't like that. You were saying... <laughs> Here it comes. Um, oh, be ready. So uh, weather, weather was the biggest challenge, I would say. Um, second was I under I underestimated the competitive spirit of these people so much so that we're changing the format for the next race, <laughs> where we'll have a required stop at night for the hotels. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't care how sane you feel you time. are. You have to have not only a stop, but a time. Yeah, a time. At 3 a.m., you don't need to be driving around on mm-hmm. dirt roads that you're not familiar with where they're at, and it's With 20 degrees outside. Hot. In a car, Chris, that does not have a heater. So the Audi did this without a heater core. His brother lived in Saudi, in uh, Seattle. They had bought the car. He was driving it to and from work, lost a heater core, day before the event. So just cap the heater core off. Let's roll. Um, they had a little, you know, trucker interior heater. When it's 20 degrees out and you're doing 75, it's not enough to keep it warm. Mm-mm. They were telling stories of just shaking, literally trying to drive mm. the car. Yep. I cannot fathom the cold they went through. And then they made it to the top of Pikes Peak, too. They were another one went to top of Pikes Peak. <laughs> Two local BMW club members, both cars went to Pikes Peak. Mm-hmm. So the fate of the rally survivors, you talked about a couple of them were donated. We had... One of them may make a return trip in another future rally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Six donated cars total. I was going to say it's four or six. Six, six, six donated total. Um, the ones that are returning would be the Lincoln. The uh, Mercedes is actually going to become his. The one guy's first car was driving at the um, 17-year-old. That's okay. boy. Yeah. Um, Chad with the Subaru. His boy just turned 16, so that'll be his first car. Both manuals, so happy, happy. Uh, the limousine that Unlimited Off-Road bought is had a set of 37.5 Super Swampers ordered for it. So a limousine lifted up in the air with big, big tires. Why? What could possibly go wrong? Why? It'll okay. break its back in the center. Okay, so limousine, in your mind, all of you on the radio, on podcast, stop and think of us. Limousine from Seattle... Through the mountains to Denver, Colorado, all the way down to Houston. What kind of mileage do you get? What's your guess? Because you'll be wrong. Are you waiting for people to answer you? Because you can't hear them. Yes, you can. I'm in tune with them. (laughs) You want to guess, Kim? I already know the answer. Don't make me guess. Oh, you know the answer? Damn. Okay, well, tell them. 
How much? 20 miles per gallon. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. I should have found out what the Ford Aspire did. That would have been interesting. Ford Aspire did have a top speed of 75 mile an hour with two grown men in it. That was it. That was when the wind So you never pushing. caught them speeding. <laughs> Ever. That was when the wind was pushing them too. Yeah. We did have a, a team that was stopped for speeding. <laughs> they lost points for that. Um, but they were stopped for 20 over. They were framed. They were framed. Um, somebody probably paid the officer to stop them, is my thought. What? Because of who team it was. Team winning. That sounds like team winnings. Uh, team winning might do some shenanigans, shenanigans like that. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was amazing. Personal favorite ride. I think you kind of hit on this one too. I think you said something about Civic. The Civic is pretty nice. I, just, I, how, what do you have to do to a Civic to make it fail? Like, and I'm talking stock trim. This is like 100% stock 2001 Honda Civic 5 speed. Head gaskets and all that. It's running. I mean, it's a perfect car. I will say we put stickers on it because JC Supercars have bought that. And we're going to be more like JC Supercars. They've actually given away a car since they've been back. They gave away a Toyota Camry yesterday. Like 2004, 2005 Camry. Super, super cool. But they uh, had brought some of their stickers. We put a big one on the hood. I go to help them pull it off because I showed them how to install stickers a little better. Center hinge type stuff. And it's peeling... The paint off the car. <laughs> the mask is peeling the paint off the car. So it had horrible paint, but running, driving car, heat, AC worked, manual, no brakes, two sets of rims and tires. Uh, it's oh, yeah, just... I'm sorry. What was that? Manual what? No brakes? Manual transmission, no brake problems. Oh, I heard no brakes. I'm like, dude, how do they... No brake problems. You don't need brakes. You only need brakes, that's just true downshift. too. Just downshift. You got a manual, Duh. downshift early. And if you can yeah. get a little hole in the um, floorboard, you Fred Flintstone it. I will say this, though. that the Looking at the vans, and understand that two of the three vans had additional crew. So, wrench rally number one, we said, ah, oh, two-person crew, your entry fee is 500 bucks. You got somebody additional, pay us $100 additional. Well, that's great, but now you've got a van with four people in it that's paid $700, and they got two additional sets of eyes, two additional drivers... To make a longer run. Uh, on the next one, we're so going to change that up a little bit. No, it's it's a benefit. It, it's something that I didn't think about when I was offering the pricing. Because it's competitive edge. If you're two guys in a car versus four, that's a huge difference. Um, you had some teams with three, one team with five. Um, that stuff changes. So the, the idea came up in my head after I was drinking a couple of beers was... What if we did one that was just minivans and just teams of four? Because that way we get them all donated too. Because that's the ultimate goal of this. Donate more cars. What about that key thing? The key thing. That I just thought was horrible. Oh, the, so... That is the most <clears throat> Satanistic... So key swap. So the other thing that's been thrown around is if you're buying a car that you don't really care about, when you show up and we tech your car, basically we bless it, you throw your keys into a hat. And at the end of the driver's meeting, well, you can do it halfway through too, but we talked about doing it in the beginning. And then once we call numbers on cars, you come up and draw a set of keys out, and you get whatever keys you get from whoever bought I would be whatever, ticked. and go. The proposal by multiple teams was that in Denver we did a key swap, um, and I chose not to do that because I had not prepped anybody for and that. This is what my set of team would look like, and I would be the first person to draw. So when I draw, I put my hand in there, I find the koozie, 
and I pull my key out. Because, <laughs> yeah. by golly, I picked that car for a reason. Well, I, mean, I, I just think the impressive part is they all had keys. I mean, I figured there were some <laughs> screwdrivers in the hat. <laughs> and no screwdrivers in it. That'd be pretty easy. I no do. screwdrivers. Um, amazingly, <sighs> all the just, cars were... That would be hard. Amazing. But it is, it is a fun and interesting thing to think about just swapping vehicles. You have to do it early, though, because you do it late. Once we get better at this, they'll be more spread out. Hmm. No? I don't like that idea. Who took <laughs> tools? How much pre-drive fixing did they do? Oh. Some of them were three days, some of them were two days. What the hell they? Yeah, so some really prepped them out. Some of them had tires. Um, some did timing belts. Um, most of them was literally just an oil change, air up the tires, and go. Tools, a couple people shipped them up there. They had family up there, shipped them there. One guy shipped to a UPS store. Uh, some went to Harbor Freight, drop 120 bucks, you're set up, right? You get the big 386-part tool kit, throw it in the back seat, you're good. Um, some people rolled dirty, as I call it, um, just trusting that the service truck, chase truck, was going to catch up with them because um, we had all the tools and Diag stuff from Apex Auto Works we could bring um, in that rat pack and bed of the truck. But yeah, it was amazing how much some teams prepped and some's just nothing. Just let's go. All depends on which car you buy too, right? It's like, I'm out in the middle of Wyoming, middle of Montana. Yes, there's a lot of tools there, but I want to have tools immediately available. Well, there's not many Audi parts there for you either. Not many Audi parts. I was like the Audi and the Saab. I mean, it was like, wow. I mean, cool cars. Don't get me wrong. Cool cars. But what I choose to buy... And immediately go on a 2,300-mile road trip. Brave. Dodge Caravan, same thing. The two Odysseys, the Honda. Like, I guess I'm a Honda boy now, but I'm not. The three Hondas that were chosen for the event. Flawless. I'm still digging the Aspire. The Aspire was cool. The Aspire took some really cool picks. So Haggerty um, hired um, Mana Jake Fitch. I'll get his name. I'll put it in a post. So they hired a photographer to come out and take pictures um, at the driver's meeting before we left that morning from the Grand Theft Auto garage. I don't know if you see the live video of that. That worked out pretty well. So the hotel had a garage, roll-up door. There were probably only three other cars in the entire garage other than us. So it was neat that each car got to open the door and then haul ass out on the street. When Zach and Devin parked a limo across the street because it wouldn't fit in and be able to turn around, um, security quickly down, came down and told them that was the FBI building. They couldn't park there. Um, so escorted them off the property quickly, and they had to come back on foot uh, to get their notes and head out. So, uh, anyway, good times. The garage was pretty cool. So the Aspire got the, uh... amazing pictures, though. They were the first ones there. It had just started snowing. So they pull in, and the way the tracks look for where they pulled in and backed up pulled forward looks like they slid into it and just kind of parked, the, the pics are going to be amazing. But he said give us about a week, and he would have some posts or some pics that we could post up on uh, Roadster and Facebook. All right, so vehicle selection. Best, uh, best uh, things to consider, the age, the size of the vehicle, fuel mileage, fuel tank size. What's the, fuel, fuel tank what's size. The combination? So the first thing is fuel tank size, comfort, because you're going to be in it for a while, and next thing is availability of parts. If I were up there, it would have been Honda or LS. That's all I would have looked at. Anything else, I'm running scared. Because I want to finish. Finishing is winning. If you don't finish, you don't win. You've got to finish first. Town car was a Panther. Ta town, car was, town car was good because he found a gold mine in a town car just because it had been taken care of. 
like the Honda when they bought it that says like four and a half inches of paperwork. Everything from zero to like the 120,000 miles that it had on it. I mean, every little oil change, every nail on a tire, every receipt was there. It, it, you get your gut feeling when you go look at a car. You, you make a choice, yes or no. Like the Mercedes, the Saab, I mean, the Audi. Man, I would have run from all those. But when you look inside and see a manual, it's like, okay, well, that cuts down half the risk of drive drivetrain failure. But, man, it's still a risk. still a risk on those cars. But would you have ran from the big green truck? The big green truck's pretty fucking cool. If I had Chuck on my team, there's no fucking way I would have run from that truck. Chuck, Chuck is what made that work. If I'd had Chuck there or Lance there, you're in. You're in. That thing did have a bell housing crack, though, that I could stick my pinky finger through. It was huge. This is what she said. Uh, not around here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's cold. <laughs> when's, your, uh, when's the next one? Is there a plan for another one? So we've got two more on the books right now. Um, looks like we're going to Florida. And this is just tentative, so only if you're listening to this will you see this. Um, going to Florida. At the finish of the 24 hours of Daytona, we will start a rally back to Houston. Um, we're looking at March of uh, doing one from Houston to Vegas. Um, this one is public. Uh, we will be going basically to, was it Pueblo? Across into the lower mountain range, um, in through some of Moab Desert, and then back down into Las Vegas. Uh, the plan for that one is to finish on a Friday night or Saturday morning um, so that if you do not feel you can put your wife in a car with you for two and a half days doing this, that she can just meet you in Vegas and you can have a day and a half in Vegas of having a good time before you return uh, back to work in Houston. We will be lining up some charities there uh, to donate the vehicles. Again, the focus of this is to get more vehicles donated to single parents, both male and female and those in need of actually having a vehicle that runs, and there's a lot of need out there. Um, it is a chance for us to share our ability with turning a wrench on a car and making it better. What? Uh, I'm just sorry. I can't walk at the same time. All right. Well, with that, Kim says give you a break. We're going to shut this one off, and we will talk about it later. It's only 38 minutes. You sure? All right.